1: Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Welcome to the evening show. Just had someone let us know that the morning show today only had one minute when we posted the audio. So, Mr. Producer, um, we'll we'll fix that afterwards. We can fix it very easily. We just need to re-upload it. And the trick is it just has to be the same exact title. So we will get that fixed after the broadcast today. Apologies for that. I'm not sure how that happened. But for now we gotta talk about the border the u.s mexico border because it is insane it is a full-fledged invasion and there is no one better to talk to us about this than mr Todd Watkins former border Patrol agent welcoming to welcome him to the show now welcome Todd
2: hi Max it's there you it's go. the it's the less than official hat so I don't get in trouble for uh, for, for, for for showing an official <laughs> no. issue but so yeah, I'm uh, so, Todd Watkins, uh, retired, uh, first day of retirement was June 1st, 24 years, Border that, Patrol.
1: That's exciting. And just for any long-time listeners of the show, you have called in periodically to the show under the pseudonym Dave. Yes. When you were with the agency, obviously, because you weren't uh, authorized to speak in an official capacity, which is fine. Um, but Dave, the Border Patrol agent, is Todd, just for anyone, um, long-term listener, long
2: Watchers, um, so how's it going? How's it's, retirement? It, it's been it's been busy because uh, you know uh, there's a few of us I think that left uh, active government service because we could not be a part of this anymore. So the best way to try and push back against it is to get out and uh, you know fight as it were resist from from the outside. So that's what I do here in Colorado now.
1: Well, we were talking right before we went to air, and it kind of all went to crap right as you retired. <laughs> I told him, I warned
2: him, so, I warned him. If I leave, we were going to lose a country. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, now apparently, we the the boat was sinking. You were the one with your finger in the last hole. <laughs> you laughed. It just it was too much. It was too yeah, much to bear.
2: Yeah, um, I, 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 I got, a man gets tired, Max.
1: Yeah. No, listen. I, I nothing but respect. But, for what you what you did, I I really feel for you guys and all the people still there. Um, I I can't imagine the feeling of being tasked with doing a job, being sworn to uphold and execute a law that the current administration just has no intention of allowing them to execute. I mean, Correct. it's uh, it, I I can't imagine the helplessness. Well, you're here, so yeah, obviously you retired for a reason. Right. What did it feel like? What did it feel like? having sworn that oath to faithfully um, d- defend the Constitution to execute the immigration laws what did it feel like as an agent because you weren't on the ground actually um, like arresting people you were you were in a field office right
2: Oh uh, yeah was well I was at headquarters so uh, I, I started in uh, 1997 uh, was part of our, our special operations group I, I've been on a couple different special operations teams. so out of the uh, we'll call it 24 years that I was in Um, A good, you know, 17 of those, 17, 18, were in the field, you know, as a, a, you know, boots on the ground, uh, first-line supervisor, second-line supervisor. But I I did a a brief hitch as an intel supervisor in San Diego Mm -hmm. and uh, spent five years here in, you know, we're in Colorado. So I was a a military liaison from uh, CBP, Customs and Border Protection, to uh, Special Operations Command, north down in uh, Colorado Springs and then. So
1: you would have gotten involved if you were still there, you would have gotten involved with the Afghan resettlement.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a that's a that's a joke. That was kind of all
1: hands on deck thing. Right.
2: Right. So yeah, because of the vetting. Right. And and I I actually got to see this with uh, if you remember the Syrian when mm-hmm. when the, the the Syrian how
1: can we forget <laughs> right 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 so we <laughs> they were
2: bringing a bunch of Syrian refugees and though I don't think the numbers were quite anywhere close to you know the six figures that uh, that the that they rescued from from Kabul right yeah but uh, I, I remember I I sat in the intel directorate there at at uh, SOC North um, so I wasn't you know obviously I'm not a I wasn't a active duty service member I was a liaison advisor to the command staff there. But they asked; they were getting questions. The the DOD was right. The the analysts about, hey, what are you guys doing for vetting these uh, the the Syrians? Because we're we're they're being told, and I forget who the ask was from, uh, that they were that DOD was participating in vetting the arriving uh, Syrian refugees. And that, of course, would have come out of that office who would have been doing that. And they they looked at me and I said, why are you looking at me? I don't even – I don't literally work for you guys. But yes, DHS – somebody in DHS said that they were doing it. uh, And it was supposed to be Department of State, DHS, and DOD. And I can tell you DHS wasn't and DOD wasn't. So Department of State was allegedly vetting these people and I have no clue – what they were actually doing but I, I can't imagine that it's any different here um how do you vet people that you don't have records on i mean are you 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 roll you roll fingerprints and you run them through the systems that we have available which would be us systems and of course there's not going to be anything there so then they're clean yeah i guess
1: and and, and I, i've talked to you about this too in the past when you call up the syrian office and say hey can you just real quick just let us know <laughs> what he got on this guy and the syrian office is either bashar Al-Assad or it's ISIS, neither right. of which particularly care about helping make sure that terrorists don't get into the United States. Right. Well, right. <laughs> in,
2: in, in fact, uh, when when ISIS was actually taking ground, you know, for their caliphate, they seized uh, some of the, the Syrian. And I think in Iraqi, uh, I guess what you, their their State Department, right, Because State Department mm-hmm. is who does our passport. So it was their yeah. we'll just call it their passport control office. And they seized it, yep. they, they, they they so they started cranking out um, passports, legit passports in the legit yeah. Syrian and Iraqi books.
1: Yeah. No, I mean they they were printing passports, they were printing driver's licenses, they were yep. printing birth certificates. They were creating all whole backstories, and you start understanding how they were sneaking through in the refugee streams into Europe. It was much easier for them to get into Europe. Yes. Than they just had to yep. walk, right? Um. So there were people that they caught in Europe, in Germany, in France, terrorists. They had fraudulent documents that weren't yes. really fraudulent. they were official documents mm-hmm. they were just made to invent a new persona so they could get get through the lines
2: yeah we we even had um, a couple of agents who we we sent uh, it, it, I wasn't directly involved in this, but I know the people who did this uh, sent agents to Bulgaria so Bulgaria borders Turkey well that was that was the pipeline from yeah you know from the conflict zone we'll call it through Turkey into Bulgaria and the Bulgarian border police would, you know, roll people up and they we we, we had some visibility on some of these legit ISIS actors, you know, flowing into flowing into Europe. Um, also Turkey is one of the jumping off points for people leaving the being smuggled out of that the conflict zone, I'll keep calling it that, into the yeah. western hemisphere, into, you know, primarily uh, Brazil into Sao Paulo
1: yeah uh, it's it's crazy and and history repeats itself right history definitely repeats itself. we're seeing with afghanistan you keep using the word vetting and i know that's what they say they're gonna do but you can't draw water from a rock you can't vet someone who has no history in u.s systems and there's no one on the other end to help you and they don't have any documents um it's it's insanity and the fact that they're trying to fast track it knowing that they'll never actually be able to truly keep all of the terrorists and the radicals and the criminals out. It's insane.
2: I just, I had this image of, we're going to vet these Afghanis, so somebody's going to go to the, like, the Afghan equivalent of the Department of Homeland Security, and what do they have, you know, cuneiform tablets to <laughs> yeah, find somebody's yeah, yeah. <laughs> history? Yeah.
1: I mean, like, they—the the Taliban literally just took the Center for, like, Women's Progress, I forget the official name, but they renamed it for, like, the, they renamed it, like, the, the government center of, like, obedience. <laughs> like, like, it, it's like, it's like, it, it could be further from the Afghan government. And the fact that they're still, like, they're referring to them as, oh, that's the Afghan government, right, mm-hmm. giving it legitimacy, it, it, it's so painful to watch. But to get to what we're seeing at the border, Yes. what I've been hearing is a lot of the people are actually showing up with documents that they haven't gotten the whole memo that they're not supposed to have their passport on them. They're just supposed to claim that they're so and so from such a country, and they get through. People Correct. are actually showing up with documents, and right on the Mexican side of the border, there are piles of passports mm-hmm. that yeah. just get dumped.
2: Yes, yeah, in in the in the river, and uh, so if we if we set the, the the Central American population aside here, and we go for more of what I can best describe as the, you know, we call them exotics, right? That that we're not mm-hmm. from this part of the world. So, and this would include. Some of the Haitians, Africans, Middle Easterners, there was uh, when they would come up from uh, South America through Central America, they would leave uh, Turbo, Colombia to go into Panama, and there was this Gulf that they took ferries across, and they all said that they, 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 they took a ferry. That was how they did it, and we just had this, you know, we had this cultivated this myth that there is somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in this. Somewhere in this Gulf is Passport Island, because that's where they all lost their, yeah, their yeah, passports. Yeah. They lost, I, lost, I lost my passport when, it, when we left uh, Turbo Colombia. So every, you know, they just pitch them over the side, because you create a whole new identity when you get here. Because again, part of the processing that they're waiting for us to do is biometric enrollment. So we're going to roll their fingerprints, and if they've never been in the US, we, we don't have anything. Yeah. It, it's their, their we, we call it, we say 1040, no record. So then you create yeah. a record, and then, literally, it's, Diga su nombre, tell me your name, what's your name, uh, Juan Pablo. Okay, you're now Juan Pablo. There you go. Yeah. No,
1: it it really is crazy. And if we if we put up, uh, let's put up cut one, just so anyone who has been hasn't been following this, this isn't just a bunch of migrants. They've actually set up a tent city, mm-hmm. a shanty town, a Hooverville. Um, they're they're creating what what they would say are long-term settlements um let's go ahead and play this This as cut one
2: i wonder if they get squatters rights we have
1: reiterated that our borders are not open and people should not make the dangerous journey individuals and families are subject to border restrictions including expulsion irregular migration poses a significant threat to the health and welfare welfare of border communities and to the lives of the migrants themselves, and should not be attempted. i uh, sorry, that was the That's wrong cut. I, I made the wrong number, but still it's still still a stern admonishment. The border's closed. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> admonished. <laughs> the scores of people are admonished, and we're going to get to just how admonished they feel. But if you put up image three, image three is the view of the of the refugee camp. This is they they are turning this into a refugee camp yes. right underneath a bridge on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, They're free to come and go. How
1: is it? How is it that this happened? Like, is there were there any were there never any plans to stop just thousands of illegal migrants from just creating little shanty towns under bridges?
2: No. So uh, before we came on, I said there's there is there a way to kind of prove that this is all policy, right? So and like I said, when I when I started off as a you know a younger, less gray haired uh, border patrol agent twenty four years ago we didn't have the uh, elaborate fencing that has since been built since 9-11 and certainly during the, the Trump administration, they made a, a lot of progress on that. Uh, the deterrent wasn't so much the fence, it was us, because we would yes. arrest you and we, you would be removed. And then I guess when you get back to wherever you started, if you still had a, you know, felt frisky enough to try it again, you would. But that was the deterrent, was sending them away they ran from us something changed over the last and it wasn't it wasn't just the seven months they they've been surrendering to us you know since probably 2016 2017 actually seeking us out here they're not only seeking us out they're waiting for us and and they're going to sit there and they're they're going to go back into uh this del rio says what ciudad acuna on the other side to go get Chinese takeout and get chased by our horses, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. you know th- th- and that's, we have that that that's yeah. Th- we take so that this down. the that the, the that lone horse patrol agent who you know was somehow got out of processing for an hour to go you know ride through the <laughs> ride through yeah. the river. I mean that's uh I I hope he makes it to retirement and I and I hope they put that on a plaque for him because he's, well, he's he's gonna, gonna get be famous. For, I'm sure he's I, I, gonna get yeah. reprimanded. Like. So and. Uh, yeah, I don't know if if if, Joe, if Joe's gonna you know show up or not, but uh, f- so understand Chinese takeout. Ch- yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah, or, or I don't know. It's something. Ta- tacos, Maybe. street tacos. It's tacos or something. But I'll tell you what, they did not get that in Del Rio. They went back across and brought no, it back. No, no, so no, just no. just free free to go. Never in my wildest imagination could I have imagined people. You know, we ceded territory. In in a in a U.S. in a sovereign U.S. state, and yeah. there's another conversation. What happened to our sovereignty? Wasn't that guaranteed in the Constitution? Protect from invasion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so much for that. T- Title Eight doesn't allow any of this. The Title Eight is the whole immigration uh, code, right? U.S. code passed by Congress. Um, entry without inspection is, in fact, a, a, a criminal a criminal act. It's it's under 1325 and removed under uh, uh, Section 212 of that same same law, right? Uh, you yeah. don't have a right to be here. You you entered at a time and place other than designated. You were not inspected, and you have no permit. You don't even have any document to tell me who you are. So we're going to create your identity for you now and turn you loose into the United States. Welcome. You know, bienvenidos. So And there's a that,
1: pandemic. And there's a pandemic
2: yeah, yeah. in the middle of all of us. So it, what... We're, we're all the bad people, you know, who follow Orange Man Bad, right? So we'll just, I'm going to crack the egg on this. Look at the population that's under that bridge right now. Who do they look like? You said that doesn't, he that, that guy, he doesn't look like he's afraid of being arrested. Do these look yeah. like people from Central America? Yeah. No. If we go
1: back to my screen, if you go back to my screen, I think this guy's Uber Eats. I think he works for Grubhub. <laughs> I think he's actually doing the cross river deliveries this guy's got some some sports drinks um but here's the thing does this look like the guy who's worried about getting busted for violating federal law he's laughing this is like a game of tag he's smiling
2: i I mean i don't i'm not sure why we're gonna grab him we're just gonna process him in anyway but the but the the real to tell you the truth those guys the the majority of that population under that bridge right now they're from haiti or Congo, whichever they choose, but they're not Central American. And for whatever reason, and I can't get an answer out of any of the people that I still you know commune with that are still on, on duty, right, as to why we are going to repatriate, deport, remove, whatever, choose whichever verb you want, the Haitians, only the Haitians, because there's 10,000 under the bridge and we're, we've got intel that another 20,000 are are coming up. So, But we're going to remove the Haitians. We so did actually, they
1: not get the memo? Did they not get the memo about saying I have credible fear of being hurt or killed? if you send me back, did they not get that memo? or does that just not apply to them?
2: So it, it, the only thing I can think of of why we're going to remove the Haitians, the the we'll call it 20,000, 30,000 Haitians, whatever. Never mind the 200 plus thousand Central Americans and Latin Americans that, that we've accumulated so far this month, we're going to remove all the Haitians. Why? Uh, and and no one. We're getting. We. I say we. I, I'm not with them anymore. But, but I still. They, they're still <laughs> well, kind of okay. family. They're still kind of family, I guess. So all the instructions that they're getting are coming directly from the White House. Directly yeah. from the White House, right? Um, I, I don't. I don't believe it's Mayorkas that's making the calls. They're getting it straight from the you know National Security Council. Uh, reps there in the White House telling him exactly what we can and can't do. So I was shocked to see, you know, the lone, brave, uh, you know, uh, uh, mounted (laughs) mounted agent, uh, you know, making that last charge (laughs) to to, to save the Republic. He's been
1: waiting for this moment. He's been waiting for this moment his entire career, a chance to bring out the lasso. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So we're removing the Haitians, but not the others. Because somehow, this makes it look like we're doing something.
1: TPS doesn't apply anymore? Because they just had uh, a a, a seven magnitude earthquake last month.
2: Right. I mean, I don't want
1: to give them any ideas. I don't want to give them any ideas.
2: No, no. And, and, And TPS, I mean, I remember processing in El Salvadorans. Who were arriving illegally, and we were handing him the TPS paperwork, and we all shrugged our 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 shoulders and said, "Why are we handing him this paper? This is supposed to be for people who were here, and now they can't go back because you know their little hutch got wrecked. So, why why are we handing him the papers here while they're crossing illegal? We were bringing him in, you know, with TPS, and this is back during you know Bush and 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 for everyone
1: and for everyone listening, TPS is Temporary Protected Status. It's the idea." That if someone is in the United States already and their visa is about to expire or, or has just expired and there's an emergency, some kind of disaster, a civil war in their home country, they can stay a little bit longer so that we're not dropping them off in a war zone or or, or send them back to an earthquake-ravaged city, right? Yes. The problem is they never go back. They never no, go back. Never,
2: never. No, the L-cells have been here at TPS for 20— Since the 90s. Yeah, yeah, since before I was in the patrol, you know.
1: 91. 92.
2: The only thing I can think of is that they're making this this really futile, feeble. Oh, look at us! We're doing something with the Haitians yeah. because I can t- I can tell you, I'll, I'll I'll bet my I'll bet my whole pension on it. Not that they've calculated it yet, so it's probably <laughs> nothing. Especially after this, right? Um, uh, the uh, that all all those Haitians under under the bridge there, they did not just arrive from Haiti, so they've been in you know we'll we'll call it in the on the continent someplace in South America yeah. or Central America uh, a lot of them since while. that since that earthquake in 2010 right living in Brazil Costa Rica uh El Salvador whatever and then you know when was there was another real bad earthquake uh, last year or something like that so you yeah. know a bunch bunch more
1: like every couple of years yeah.
2: yes a bunch more came over so there might be they might actually be trying to legitimately deny an a, a credible fear claim because oh, you're not there, though. You're saying you're afraid to go back to Haiti... But in fact, you have not been in Haiti. You've been living in Brazil, and it's quite it's quite possible that a lot of them actually actually have legal status in some of these other places. We used to see this a lot with the Central American or with the Middle Easterners. They would they would come into Brazil and they would they would claim they would start an asylum claim there. Then they'd start an asylum claim in I don't know Peru or Colombia or someplace else like that, and they would do all these. you know refugee claims in all these other places and if they ever got approved we could send them back to there to that place yeah because they had status yeah yeah that could be a safe third yeah
1: it's spot on if we put up um we put up cut seven mr producer there's no audio this so we'll talk over it um so make sure you turn up our audio after you after you play it cut seven people, you look at this video, these are people who are leaving the United States. This is not usually video you get. They, you, I mean, it's not flipped. We didn't like flip it and mirror image it. These are people leaving the United States because these people do not have a wife and child or they, right. they don't have a credible claim. And they just got notified that they're going to be deported. So they are waddling across the Rio Grande back into Mexico because they don't want to get put on a plane and sent back to Haiti, they'd much rather go to Mexico right. and try again, right? Or as you said, rent or buy a child, which yes. does happen, there is an active slave trade that is being perpetuated by the cartels. They'd much rather go back across the river and try again than be put on a flight to Haiti. Because as you said, a lot most of them have been here for months, if not years. So why would yeah. they want to go back to Haiti?
2: No, they're, they're just they'll, – they'll, they'll, they'll take another swing at it someplace further downriver because we don't have any – but there's nobody left in the Border Patrol to actually do Border Patrol work, right? They're all tied up with processing. Uh, in the, the crisis, the migration crisis in 18 and 19, um, I, I actually examined that for, for a master's thesis that I did. The, what, what caused that, the big problem there – first of all, there's the, the human wave that shows up, right? But we, Border Patrol, could not clear our stations, our holding areas, which were only supposed to be for a few hours, yeah. by the way. Uh, we got saddled with people and putting them up in parking lots and, uh, you know, the, the back 40 of a, of a sector uh, compound someplace. We had nowhere to put them because ICE, the people that are supposed to take them and run the detention center, said, no, we don't have any room. We're not taking them. Sorry, it's all on you. But even even during the Trump administration, we could not get uh, you know anybody with with any juice from the from the department to step to weigh in and say no you'll do your job this this belongs to ICE yeah. ICE needs to figure this out that was the that was the thing that broke so that's why we had people at our stations for you know weeks on end now you know, good lord no one wants them in your station for weeks on end so we're loading them up into buses and handing them off to some NGO someplace that got contracted by uh, HHS so uh, Health and Human Services. And it's a O.R.R. Office of Refugee Resettlement that's supposed to handle and, and assist with the uh, the placement of the family units and the and the unaccompanied yeah. minors and all and all that. So we're driving them down the road, handing them off to somebody that we don't typically hand people off to civilians. We, you know, they're they're in they're in a detentive scenario, and and I'm not saying I'm not sure that they're actually detained detained here once oh, we're processing them. But, well, in, in, under the bridge. But once we're processing them, I I couldn't even tell you like exactly what the what the legal condition <laughs> that 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 they're in right now. But we're moving them out, handing them yeah. over to should be HHS, but it's usually not. It's somebody that Catholic Charities contracted yeah. to handle to move these people about. So we're 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 signing over the contents of the bus, which is human beings, to somebody that we have no idea who that is, and I don't yeah. know who if the, anybody did. Uh, background investigations on them, and this is where oh, we no, get into no, that, never. that that never. Uh, that renting The human trafficking children, side of it. it, it yeah. yeah, we don't know who they are. So, you know, Bill, Bill and Ted's transport service then does what with them? So w- yeah. with the end of company juveniles, there's a little bit more attention on that because, you know, obviously they're minors. They're, but not they're, much. They're they
1: still lost track of, like, half of them.
2: No, more than that, man. It was way more than that.
1: It was like was it was it like sixty seventy percent or was it even
2: higher than that? I, so uh, we had they lost track of some. It, it was a, it was a five figure number that we lost track of. Yeah. It, it wow. was it was the, uh, of the you know I was just say fifteen. I don't know why fifteen thousand is sticking in my head. Of the fifteen thousand yeah. or something that we that that they checked up on, only a, only yeah. a few hundred actually answered. We don't know where literally several thousand children are. Where they went, or, or I don't know, maybe mom and dad just want to answer the phone, um, but we don't know where they are. That's that's the kind of uh, attention that's been given this. Now that doesn't belong to Border Patrol. That 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 uh, by policy belongs to HHS and NORR. But yeah, so l- let's let's talk about what a family unit is, right? A family unit is an adult and a minor that are related, right? Mm-hmm. So that they could claim, be, they claim they're related. Well, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll, let's just go with related for, for this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So 18-year-old girl and, se- and her 17-year-old sister, guess what that is? That's a family unit. Do you yeah. really think they can handle themselves? But we're going to no. treat them like a family unit and, and dispatch them all on their own. Um, and really no one's keeping track of the family units where they went or checking up on them. Talk about an exploitable yeah. sc- scenario.
1: Yeah, no, and they're not getting deported. They're getting put on a bus, put on a plane somewhere else into the country.
2: To wherever. And, and we tell, don't know to wherever we don't know where wherever they is. want,
1: where, wherever they want, where, wherever they want. They get to pick and then they just have to show up and basically turn themselves in when they get there.
2: But it, they're not It really yet. is crazy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah they're totally not going to take a quick moment and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Yes, Air Med Care Network is back sponsoring the podcast. We're gonna be running, talking about them for a couple weeks moving forward. Air Med Care Network is the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones and your household should any of you ever suffer a medical emergency. I mean, we've seen in recent weeks what it looks like to try and medevac people, to try and evac people quickly. Yeah, you're never gonna to have to be evac from Afghanistan, hopefully not. But should an emergency, a medical emergency strike here, you don't get to decide how you go to the hospital. And a lot of times you'd be, you'd be shocked at how many people in suburban and even urban areas have to be airlifted just because of traffic well with air Med Care network you don't have to worry about the cost you don't have to worry about paying upwards of 60 grand to be airlifted to a hospital when you become an amcn provider you won't pay one cent for that flight so you're going to want to go to link in our description or go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and when you use promo code daily you're going to get up to 50 dollars back in the form of an e-gift card it's free money so again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and then use promo code daily to get cash back. I want to ask you about this real quick. Oh, well, I, I want to get to the. I want to keep talking about the unaccompanied children. Okay. Because I, I don't think that there is enough being explained about it. But if we put up image five, this is a picture, and this was put this was put up on Twitter by Ali Bradley, who's a, uh, I guess a reporter. And they're taking pictures of these migrants. I mean, at this point, they are, I guess, they're illegal aliens. They cross the border illegally. That is a crime. Right. Um, I guess they found some loophole in the system where they now have temporary other status. But these, they're at an enterprise, rent-a-car location. <laughs> I mean, they just yeah. got dropped off. Yes. And they're allowed to go wherever they want. And Correct. the key takeaway here is their notices to appear, which we were just mentioning. The notices to appear will not, their, their court date is at a minimum 12 months away, I guess at max 36 months away. They cross the border illegally, and I guess best-case scenario for them, they get three years before they even have a court date. And you and I both know majority of them aren't going to show up to their court date. They're just not. Right,
2: right. So So why why do we even have a border? Exactly, right? And that goes back to my earlier statement of – Hasn't our government broken that contract with us in the Constitution to defend against uh, invasion and and guarantee yeah. the sovereignty? And at what point do these states start pushing back? And they they are considered sovereign also. You know the the Tenth Amendment kind of kind of gives them that man, and you know, the Ninth Amendment too to some extent. But yeah, but yeah, uh, but but the state the states the feds have always claimed. Um, Sole discretion and sole authority over over that border. So, if the state t- tries to do anything, there's there's statutory law that says no, you can't. Yeah. Thou shalt not uh, arrest anybody for immigration. That is the sole purview of the uh, of the federal oh, yeah, government. Yeah. So, yeah. but the, those those are those are family units in that picture, right? That's again what I'm talking about there, oh, yes, yeah. because there's an adult with them, so they get dropped off by whomever we don't know to go wherever. We don't know either. And none of these family units are going to be returned. So uh, during the Trump administration, we had that uh, Migrant Protective Protocols, MPP, Mm -hmm. that we called – we called it Remain in Mexico, but they didn't like what that acronym spelled, so they made us change it. And um, so we were sending families back also, right? Um, Single adults could be Title 42'd. Uh, and that's so careful. And that's explain my, to
1: everyone Title Forty Two.
2: So Title Title 40, for know. Title Forty Two is a federal statute that uh, governs uh, public health. So how Health and he- uh, Human Services is their their authorities uh, fall under Title Forty Two. So like Title Eighteen is the general criminal code of the United mm-hmm. States. Title Eight. Is immigration Title Twenty-One is controlled substances. So Title Forty-Two is just all of public health. So that's Fauci has all of his his uh, you know schlitzes all comes from yeah. <laughs> from Title Forty-Two, right? So they uh, Trump gave us by memo because we we can be cross-designated uh, line-item authority as federal agents. Title Thirty-Two, and I forget what you know, paragraph this of subsection that or whatever that allowed us to expedite to. Um, remove people, expel mm-hmm. expulsion is the legal term to expel people for public Faster health because there's a pandemic with with out summarily expelled with no uh, sort of uh, no due process really, but we can only do it with um, now we can only do it with a uh, single adults and it 's mostly single males right? so those are the ones that you see walking back ah oh, they 're going to title 42 so yeah. they're going back across the, and they 'll just go down the river and and run up a different way. But with uh, under the Trump administration, the only ones that we could not expel under Title 42 were the unaccompanied kids. So we were we were using remain in Mexico. They they could they, they would say that we're going to make an asylum claim and then we would launch them back uh, across the uh, fence and they would have to to wait there. Biden came in and just that was one of the first things he did. Besides you know the oil pipeline um, was. Yeah. Uh, was a to cancel well to amend title 42 and just before i was uh going to retire we were there were there was a bunch of memos going around our own agency to the field saying hey get ready because title 42 the the administration already said they were going to cancel it they're going to just cancel yeah. title 42 cancel and then it. this there's is a weird.
1: pandemic but there's
2: not but, but there is but there's not <laughs> and, and this is you know uh, this sounds funny to say it but uh God bless the Delta variant because <laughs> they couldn't yeah, very, uh. they couldn't very well yeah. do that while they were saying, no, everybody's going to die. after have to wear a mask. And, you know, the, yeah. there's the Delta variant and the Mu and the new and the sigma and the pi and whatever. So, well, so did you
1: see today? Did you see today that Saki was asked about this? Because Biden today, the administration is imposing vaccine requirements. They've gotten rid of the travel bans and restrictions mm-hmm. for countries. And now it's just you have to be vaccinated to come here from the yep. countries that still had travel restrictions. Saki was asked by Ducey in the press conference today, why doesn't that vaccine requirement apply to illegal aliens? And she didn't really have an answer. I wanna I want play this and I wanna yeah. get your take on it. Let's play, let's play cut six, Mr. Producer.
0: What's going on at the border? Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test?
3: Well, first of all, I can, re- re- I can readdress for you or re- re-talk you through what okay, steps the, we take. the
0: policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card?
3: Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are. the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of covid because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves so those are the policies that we put in place um in large part because again the cdc continues to recommend title 42 be in place given we're facing a global
1: so the the reasonable answer for that question is you know what that's a good question i'm going to ask them why people who walk in aren't forced to test or, or be vaccinated and people fly in are? That's a good question, Peter. I'll get back to you on that. That's like the reasonable thing to say. Obviously, then she'd never get back to them, right? Um, right. But instead, she goes through this whole thing of like, oh, well, this, let me go through the process. They're living in a shanty town. If there's anywhere that the Delta variant is spreading, it's where they're all pooping in a hole, getting water from the river, no showers, like no cleanliness at all, No, not a mask to be seen. Um, that's where the Delta variant spreading. Yeah, but, in that in that little shanty town,
2: I, I remember uh, chickenpox shutting down like three stations down there, um, kind of not far from where Del Del Rio is. So, uh, I and I want to say it was in the in the Laredo sector. So there's Del Rio sector, and then you move, you know, down downstream, you hit Laredo sector. So it was, there was a couple of three stations that got shut down because of uh, kids with chickenpox, and it just. That was it. They were they were done. They, they had to quarantine yeah. the whole station. And that's, you know, that's chicken box. So um, she's describing it kind of sounds like a little bit. That was I was thinking, oh, my God, that's so 2020. What you're what you just described there. A, we're not testing anybody. B, we were doing quarantines. But the volume right now, I mean, realistically, Max, do you think we could quarantine people who are, you know, showing systems? I guess systems? That's what that town is. We're, I guess that shantytown
1: is a quarantine zone.
2: That that's I you know, I want to you should you should send Jenna a note and say, hey, yeah, yeah. you should just call. Here's your out. That's it. We are quarantining them under a bridge and then yeah, cue, up a, a bridge. cue up a cue up the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, which we can't sing because then we get <laughs> right, right, right. Struck. Copyright. right But, uh, but no, you're, you're right. This other thing she said, they don't intend to stay here for a long time.
3: <laughs> What's, that? What's that about?
1: <laughs> were they were they walking over the border illegally just for a, a shopping trip, to, to hit up the shops to get so, their hair cut? Like, what is she? Th- conceivably, what could she possibly be talking about? We know it's not true. They're coming here to resettle. So what is could it, this? She is, be
2: to? I'm guessing this is. I. But uh, I. Well, maybe we'll call this the art of parsimony. Is uh, yeah. they don't mean to spend that long under the bridge yeah. in Del Rio. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it's it's what it's what she, it's what she didn't say, right? You know, they yeah. yeah they don't mean to spend a lot of time in Texas. I'll 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 grant you that under a bridge in Del Rio. But <laughs> first of all, nobody wants to stay in Del Rio. But um, uh, yeah. The, but yeah, they're they're going someplace else. You know, they're going up to Illinois Omar's District or uh, you know, yeah. Rashida Taleb's or somewhere somewhere other than that. I know, I know. Uh, the National Guard has been. Uh, the Air National Guard. So, you know, the Air Force has a National Guard. Mm-hmm. And there, there, are, there are C-130s all over uh, w- the air base that's, that's nearby Del Rio, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, and they're moving people. They're going to use those to, to, first of all, to take the, ha- the Haitians back to Port-au-Prince. But they're also moving a lot of these other people, you know, that, that we're trying to get out of that area mm-hmm. and out of our custody, government government care to other places. And I know Tennessee was one of the big ones. And I got a feeling that these people weren't asking to go to Eastern Tennessee, but they're just sending them there because maybe they can flip a district. So yeah, and, yeah. and and uh, now consider I mean, this.
1: I imagine I imagine they'd send them to Fort Bliss if anything. I mean that's where well, they sent a lot of the Afghans.
2: No, no so th- they, and, and that's just that's just staging. I'm talking about, you know, released into the United States. So oh, they're they're oh, okay, they're yeah, no, they're okay. resettling them some other place, you know, hey, we're uh, let's find a district that we hate and we'll send them there and you know, maybe that's not where they were going in, in the long run, they're, they're going to go somewhere else, wherever, I don't know, Chicago, something like that, um, but you resettle them there for a little bit, and they don't have any identification, so they're going to have to get yeah. some sort of recognizable identification, so you yeah. get a driver license, and what happens when you, dr- when you, when you get a driver license? You, you register to vote
1: register the vote. If it's motor voter law, then yeah, they register the vote.
2: And, and most states have that, right? I mean, every state I've lived in, and it's been many. Not
1: every state. I mean, they usually give you the options. Some of the states automatically do it. You don't even yeah. have to check the box. Like, California automatically does it.
2: Yes. And while I went this, you know, 97 to what, 2004 that I was in San Diego, that's back mm-hmm. when... Uh, the immigrant, the illegal alien population used to kind of ebb and flow. They go back, they come. So, so all the groups of aliens that you'd get, they most of them had probably lived in California for a long time. Well, they all had California driver licenses, and and this is you know twenty plus years ago, and you know that they're registered to vote. That California just registered to vote yeah. when, when they signed up. Just you know building that uh the the voter roll, right? So they can mm-hmm. pick and choose. Yeah. You know, hey, we need we need we need 10,000 more votes in Eastern Tennessee. Hey, we got them right oh, yeah. here. We we settled all these people here.
1: Sure. Arizona is even worse. Arizona had a voter ID law that got struck down for the yep. federal part of it. So in Arizona, when you register to vote, if you want to register to vote in state elections, you have to prove you're a citizen, right? You have to use mm-hmm. your birth certificate, all that. If you want to register to vote in federal elections, you don't need to meet that that higher bar. So there are people who are allowed to vote in federal elections only in Arizona who have not had to prove that they're a citizen. And, and the, the only people who do that are the people who don't want to prove they're a citizen, right? Right, <laughs>
2: right, right. And, and which is exactly backwards because it's the federal election that actually says by statute you must be a citizen to vote.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, people, no, people. It's, it's all backwards. So legal permanent residents, LPRs, green hard colders, lappers, mm-hmm. we used to call them. They get deported. They get, they will lose their status. They will be deported if discovered that they voted in a, in a federal election. Yeah. Because they're not a citizen. And that's yeah. happened. That's actually happened.
1: Yeah, it has. It really has. I want to ask you about something. Sure. Um Put up my screen, Miss Producer. This broke a couple days ago. I heard that they lifted it. But the FAA had put a temporary flight restriction over just the bridge because Fox was flying their drone, and I, I guess they didn't want Fox flying the drone, so they actually cleared the airspace over the bridge. And I, I'm told that that's lifted. But have you ever heard of anything like that in border patrol? I know you didn't specifically work on on airspace and things like that. Has that ever happened where like like there's a like a shanty town building and it's just like oh we don't want the drones, we don't want the helicopters to take a look at it?
2: So I mean shanty towns on the border, this is a this is a new Biden Harris invention. Just just <laughs> saying. We, we didn't, I know, I know. We we didn't have that in my day. And again I would like to point out that it happened right after I retired, so uh, something yeah. broke. Something broke Max when I left. <laughs> um so we um I I was a, a watch commander in, in Arizona, in Casa Grande. And uh in Arizona, this is between twenty twelve and twenty fifteen, um CBP, our air branch, air and marine operations, we had, we have actual predator drones, you know, with the whole uh, yeah. radar camera array under it. It's, it's actually – it's the same stuff that they were using in Afghanistan and Iraq. We got them from DOD. So FAA rules all airspace, right? So there were times mm-hmm. and areas where FAA – our own um, ISR, intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance yeah. – uh, unmanned vehicles to clear yeah it, usually it was because the air force was going to come drop bombs on the there's a big big <laughs> bombing range that, yeah. that runs from california all the way into arizona and i think part of the way into new mexico the barry goldwater bombing range so when whenever the air force was out you know flying a10s and f18s and whatever they they didn't want the unmanned craft yeah. out there because that's it's there's more risk of a of a collision that makes because, sense yeah so there was sometimes where you know but never
1: if, as like a cover-up
2: oh my god like no, oh no there's, there's a lot no. of people
1: crossing the border so we're going to clear the airspace so no one can get pictures of it
2: for 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 what i mean what was going to crash into that they they they, they faa will clear that uh, or if they if a flight pla- flight flight pattern has to shift because of some mm. weather. if you're near like a civilian air airfield and they they have to change a uh, flight pattern so they'll, they'll Put restricted airspace up there, yeah. but oh, I mean, come on, over the bridge, you can't fly a drone over the bridge, right? Right? Yeah, right. uh, yeah. So, so you know what Fox did, right? They they, they got went over into the copter. They they, they went
1: got to the police that had a copter. Yeah. Texas DPS man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Everybody needs to take a lesson from Texas DPS.
1: I want. Have to you seen you Have Texas. you seen
2: their boats on the river? So we we've got no. these little like. Our, the, a lot of the boats that we have on the on the Rio Grande down there, that river changes, mm-hmm. you know, in different areas. But our boats look like, like, you know, like we're going to do some some fishing or maybe you know poke a poke a gator like in a uh, an airboat or something like that, right? Yeah. Then then you see the Texas the Texas you know cigarette boat looking thing with like twelve yeah. motors on the back and they got no kidding machine gun mounted in the front, and you <laughs> yeah. know we're out there we're out there with pistols.
1: Yeah. Who's yeah. taking well, this seriously? They mess no, they don't mess around. What do they do though? I mean, they can't enforce immigration law. So what do they get them for? Drugs. Oh, you were swimming. You were swimming without uh, life vest. No nope. drugs, brother. Or you were brother. swimming in protected water. Just drugs.
2: Drugs. Yeah. So the cartels own that. So if they if they're out there lawfully, you know, assist, you know, working drug trafficking. If they if they, you know, come across a group of illegal aliens. They they can they can probably detain them for us and yeah. and we've 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 had relationships. I I never worked in Texas, just you know, full disclaimer. Uh, yeah. it, just about every other place, but except Texas. And you know, the local police would make a stop for us, and call, and we would take it over. They can't actually take them into custody. They can detain them till we show up. But Texas is out there for the drug trafficking, and that they can prosecute because it's illegal to smuggle drugs. Through a state,
1: yeah, it's, it's by state law to they, they, they have children,
2: uh, <laughs> and they 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 could pro they might be able to get some human trafficking stuff on there statutorily state wise. I don't know exactly uh, yeah. what that is, but if you remember, Arizona tried tried to do this yeah. with the ten seventy back in uh, twenty eleven. I think it was twenty ten twenty eleven. It
1: was right before it was right before the Obama second. Uh, election, so yeah, yep. it was somewhere yep. around there.
2: Yeah, and they were they were actually arresting people for illegal immigration. We cross-designated, um, I think, the entirety of the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, and I think a lot of uh, local officers in in the city of Mesa uh, got what's called 287G designation that they could. We yeah. basically, you know, ominous, ominous, and you're a you're an immigration officer, and they could arrest people for that. Uh, that got challenged in the courts. And right before I got to Arizona, yeah. a federal court overturned it and shut it down.
1: I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a little thinking out loud, but I wonder if Texas couldn't de- couldn't just declare that the Rio Grande is a recreational area and make, make all these laws, right? Like yeah. There's going to be power boats. So if you impede a power boat by swimming in an area that's not, swimming, in an area that is not. Marked for bathers. That's this crime. If you don't have a life vest, that's this crime, right? If you if you if you go in an area where we have protected wildlife, that's this crime. I, I feel like Texas c- can enforce immigration law, but they have the right to enforce so like, so, so let's
2: so let's say <laughs> let's say they do one of those where they say nope, you are not allowed to trespass on state land. Whatever you, yeah. you, you, you color it however you want. So you can conjure up a, a state a state statute of of some sort so then Texas police or Del Rio police or Brownsville PD or you know far County Sheriff they arrest a group of illegal aliens haha now we've done it we've arrested them and you're gonna do what with them well, we're gonna sentence them to a week in jail. Okay, fine, so you arrest them, you sentence yeah, yeah, them to a week yeah. in jail. Now, what do you do with them? They did their time, they I paid imagine, their fine. I can now imagine you ha-
1: throwing the book at them. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> like hundred okay. charges. That's fine,
2: they're gonna get out at some point and then you're going to release yeah. them into Texas. Yeah, the, the, yeah because yeah. The government of Mexico uh, isn't gonna allowed. take anybody it's, it's
1: back. That's no, no, not a foolproof we, idea yet.
2: <laughs> believe me, we, we, we've, we've run the gamut on this. Well, then we could pick yeah. them up and throw them back over but then if the administration won't let ice go get them which they're not then you're yeah. you're done you kind of all you did was just delay the inevitable so really yeah. what we need to do is how about we enforce title 8 let's let's do that again yeah. we don't even need a fence for that
1: yeah we're here with Todd Watkins we're gonna, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions but before I do got to play this quick ad from my pillow sure. sponsor of the show so let's run the ad
0: my patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to mypillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows, regularly $69.98, now just $29.98—the lowest price ever. For the
2: best
1: night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. And again, use promo code CD21 to get the maximum discount up to 66% off. So we talked a little bit, Todd, about the Syrian refugees. I want to put, if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is a very (laughs) famous picture now of a migrant child who was in (laughs) Sweden and won a 12-year-old track race. Now everyone listening to the audio version, this guy this is not shot. He's not shot. He's got a mustache, right? He's got like ripped shoulders. like obviously he's he spent a couple days at least in a gym, and he's against these whoa, these fair-skinned Swedish children. And of course, the 12-year-old one, the question I'm asking is, are there any mechanisms in place to stop this from happening at the border? I mean can someone just walk in and say I'm I'm just an, I'm just a big a big 17 year old. You got to yep. let me in. I'm I'm an unaccompanied child. Are there any tests is there anything that they can do to say I don't
2: believe you. So so first uh Gammy asked us to to wave to hi Gammy. <laughs> a, but uh but so so I I I have a story about this. Um we we did have a a, a one a male um he was like I, I, bangladesh or or or, or uh, india or something like that and uh, he insisted that he was you know 16 17 right we didn't believe him um but the problem is if you if you take a a minor and put them in an adult setting then
1: yeah.
2: that's you own, you're you're going to yeah. you're going to get cream for that so the it was always uh kind of the policy of well we'll just err on the side of Caution, better better to put him in a in a juvenile setting, than, you know, in an in adult we'll setting. So same problem. It was, yeah. So, but it was the lesser <laughs> l- the lesser of two evils. Somehow, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the, the, this dude he he ran off. They 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 scooped him up again, and finally somebody gave us the green light to take him to a dentist, and they look ah. at their molars, and that's the way to tell. So. If you've got, ah. you know, if you're bringing in hundreds of these guys a day, right? And they're all saying, of course, they're all 17, right? You know, they've yeah. got a beard thicker than yours. And, but you don't have dentists on yeah. on tap for this. Yeah. And, uh, you, of course, if we're letting them go, a lot of them, you know, back, back when, uh, it was a mostly Mexican citizen population that we were getting across the border. The the 17 year olds would swear that they were 18, so that we would just throw them back over the fence, so yeah. they could take another swing at it, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but yeah, that's that's really it. So, but the reason that the dental the,
1: records—that's interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it, I mean, they're not comparing dental records. It's it's literally they're 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 well, looking. Yeah,
1: just- yeah. They're
2: looking the proverbial gift horse in the mouth to see how ground down and if yeah. the, those back molars have erupted, right? And they they can mm-hmm. kind of gauge it from there, where you know the, they're saying, no, based on the yeah. wear of those 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 last molars, we're think, we're seeing, and he's probably twenty five or something.
1: So do you know do you know how old he ended up being estimated at being? That,
2: I I'm thirty. <laughs> so not <laughs> even close.
1: Not even close. It's not even like a nineteen year old trying to be seventeen. Um, Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, it's not a perfect science. I mean, my two yeah. sons are really late in getting their teeth. So I yeah. guess if someone had a lawyer, they could make an argument oh, that they're no, a late no, it's, bloomer.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not, you know, rock solid, but it's yeah. something to go with. Um, but the reason that the the juvenile thing is, so, is such a problem for us to detect, especially with the younger ones, and, you know, we talked about the recycling and the renting of kids – So 14 and under, we cannot fingerprint or photograph. So we have, all we have is what's your, what's your son and or daughter's name? You know, Juan Pablo or something. That's all we got. That's all we we can't take their fingerprints. We can't photograph them so they can keep getting.
1: What if they themselves were like carrying drugs? Um, If you you got them on, if you got them like on an adult crime, not saying that you'd be able to try them as an adult, but like if if, if the guy's shooting at officers, with a gun drops the gun it's just that it's like no,
2: no i mean no fingerprints no no one's gonna right exactly yeah so i mean if a kid's carrying drugs we're going to take the drugs and probably uh work with the the whatever the host nation his yeah. uh his city, country of citizenship to 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 repat him if we can't figure that out guess they're going to go to cps child protective That's service true, yeah. whatever the local is and and you know get resettled uh, that way but yeah uh, the last one i haven't seen any data on on this one but it's got to be a lot worse than the 1819 but i know oh, yeah. of i know of uh it, about a dozen different cases where kids were getting recycled exactly like that they and they were all going to tennessee and then they send them back into mexico and they come through uh, again with another you know dad or mom or whatever and that was that was how they they build the family units
1: yeah well, so we're almost out of time, but I, you retired this summer. Yes, so sir. So you were in Border Patrol for the first couple months, at least, of Biden's term. Yeah. Biden put Kamala Harris in charge of the border crisis back in late March. <laughs> did you ever encounter her? Did you ever see her do anything for it? She's we been. Did. We haven't seen it.
2: She has been the best Borders are ever. <laughs> um. I, I, well, I'm just, I, I was just wondering if like, no, maybe no. she had like
1: secretly been to your office and that's like the only thing she did and there were no yeah. cameras. Right there.
2: Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't admit it if she had. But um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a blessing in disguise that she went AWOL because so somehow, you know, things could get better, but they could always be worse. And could you imagine oh, yeah. that if she actually put her hands on the dials on this one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, we, we saw her trip to Central America. She kind of made it worse with some of those comments. I, I did see sure. a picture. Do you think, I go saw ahead.
2: a picture. I saw a picture of her from this weekend. She did the coin toss at a football game. Is that yeah. for real, or, or is that a is that a meme that I got that no, I got spooked no, on? That's true. Okay. That's true. Well, Do you know go.
1: why she did that? I, I think she went to Howard, um, of course. Um, but I, I, if you had to flesh it out, the my my belief. I don't know this for a fact, but if I had to like gauge the theory behind this. The Biden campaign hates that they're shouting "f Joe Biden" at all I was, these college football I was, games. I was going so yeah. to say to center to hear
2: the to hear the Joe Biden song.
1: No, no, no! <laughs> to create the narrative that the Biden administration is somehow pro college football, right? So that that runs instead of "f Joe Biden." I don't know. I mean, like, if you're an advisor, <laughs> how else do you stop crowds, the throngs of people, from chanting "f Joe Biden"? This is kind of all you can do.
2: It, is cut, have cut them the go do the coin flip. Cut the feed like they do on Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> Last question. Do you think it's possible for a politician to fix this? I mean, I no. look at Republicans, and Republicans are really no better than Democrats. Republicans are beholden to um, the special interests, right? To the, the Chamber of Commerce that want these people into the country because they want a cheap labor source. I mean yes. that might be oversimplifying it, but Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. The difference is Democrats want clean amnesty, Republicans want comprehensive immigration reform, which is a little bit of border security and total amnesty. Do you think it's possible for a politician to fix this? And if the answer is no, what you just said?
2: No, I don't. Then who I, fixes it? I don't think so. It, it, I guess the 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 fix for. The political fix is for somebody to take the helm of the executive branch and say, uh, Border Patrol, do that job that we hired you to do, and that's it, and walk away and let us do the job. We know what to do. We have the tools to do it. We have, well, we used to have the manpower to do it, but now everybody's leaving. So, um, but, yeah, we can actually, we can take control of the border. The, The bigger problem here, though, is what do we do with the, you know, uh, near, it's got to be near a million, man. That, that that we've released into it, so into the country. When so I checked a month ago, the
1: backlog of cases was 1.3 million.
2: There you go, man. That was
1: waiting for their hearing. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. There's 200,000 apprehensions in August alone.
2: Here, here's the un, the unsung story, though. Right? Is so you see that, uh, you know, in in July we had what it was, uh, two twelve, two hundred twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. August, right, right, I think yeah. it was two hundred eight. That sound right? Um, here yeah. September is going to be gangbusters. I mean, I, I think we're we're all going to be really impressed with September's numbers. But so those are the people that we actually touched, right? That came yeah. and surrendered to us, and you know we gave them a little card that has their name on it. Um, it's roughly fifteen hundred a day that are got away. That we're calling that that's yeah, a that's a border away. patrol board that that got away. And yeah. you know you got to take that one with a huge grain of salt, man, because. I guess that's what we saw runaway that we didn't encounter. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't know what you don't know. So so we're since this is a conservative daily, I'll say that's a very conservative number, 1,500 a day. Yeah, yeah. You know, Multiply that by 30, 31, or wherever, and that's how many more each month are coming in that we don't know anything yeah. about that we never saw. And though, by the way, those are the ones that we expelled uh, the day before. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the, that's and those the single are adults. also the
1: ones you should worry about because oh, yes. the terrorists, God forbid, the terrorists slipped through. They're not going to go into the shanty town and say, oh, yes, please fingerprint me. Yes, please scan my iris. They're
2: not going to do that. They're going to be the runaways. If you want another show, I can tell you everything I know about all that that came up. That's what I I I did here. I'd love to have
1: you back. I'd love to have you back. It's great to finally see you face-to-face. I know Joe has known you, but I've only ever talked to you on the phone as Dave. Dave. uh, We're out of time now, but I'd love to bring you on to talk Uh, about the, the national security side of it.
2: I'm going to try a beer NATO when I get home, by the way. That's
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> beer NATO works. The beer NATO works.
2: It and, might take and, me a couple invented, to get it right. but
1: It was invented by a, by a peasant in China. It's, yeah, it's a I real deal. He, yeah, Pangzi, he's the real deal. Well, I, I'd love to bring you back to talk about the national security um, side of it because it's, it's sure. fascinating. And it's not, not enough as being talked about it. The, the media kind of glosses over it and then just says, like, oh, you don't need to know the specifics. So I'd love to bring you back. Um, in the future,
2: to talk sure, because obviously yeah.
1: you're you're a wealth of knowledge.
2: Oh, thank you, thank All you, right, well, oh, thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Todd. I really do appreciate it, and uh, have a great rest of your evening.
2: Yeah, likewise, Max. See you.
1: Well, that's gonna be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. For whatever reason, earlier audio was only a minute long. That's fixed. So the earlier audio file. I mean, if you're listening to this one now, and you were one of the 1500 people who tried to download it earlier today go back and you can listen to it again it is fixed now. So I apologize for that. Not sure how that happened. But you can find the audio version of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. All great places pretty much everywhere you find an audio podcast. But if you can, please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and please do subscribe to us there because that is those are the rankings that people people that the industry seems to care the most about and we want to rise up in those rankings so that we can get better guests right and put on a better show so please do head over to apple Podcasts if you haven't already um even if you have already i think you can leave multiple reviews check it out uh check out all the other links in our description too if you haven't already sign up for our text alert system by texting the word freedom to eight nine five one seven you'll get an alert before we go live you can't trust big tech to give you that notification so our text alert system will alert you and we'll give you links for where you can find us. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter so you can get our fax and our other notifications. So please do check that link in the description as well. So again, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Special thanks to Todd. Uh, my name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.